I yeah, thought the I, last one was good. It was good. I couldn't believe it. I, that was one where I was like, I, that wasn't very good. And I edited it, and I was like, that was pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> and again, a lot of it was Macho Man having blue balls that I got such a kick out I, of. I think it's just energy. If the energy's good, the episode's good. It doesn't matter what's talked about. <laughs> ah, okay. Lion face. Huh? Lemon face. Ooh. <laughs> In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums that's decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are somehow all the way up to album 135. I was scrolling through our episodes the other day. made it, Mama. There's so many episodes of our show. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to go back and listen to like episode possible. 75. Makes no sense. Uh, and we are up to 1996, The Score by the Fugees. Now, what I can't believe of this is I did a lot of research. I did hours of research on, uh, on Fugees. And I cannot believe when he was- Probably the promised to do- Almost no research. Well, I I lie to look better than the rest of you. Of course, that is gotcha. I, that is my way to success in my life. Uh, is and I can't believe that that Fuji. I, when I when I researched him, I can't believe when he threw salt when he was Demolition's manager. That was the craziest part of this band to me. Was <laughs> that's a deep cut. Was, you like that thing. one? We're 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 really in danger of becoming a wrestling podcast. Every week we get closer. And if you look at Mr. Fuji, it's fine. We're not going to get canceled for me bringing up Mr. Fuji, okay? At the time, he was fine. We all thought that was a fine character to play. It's just like watching Breakfast at Tiffany's. No problem. No problem. Whoa, whoa. I I cannot cannot go along with Aaron on that one. That's a rough It was always great, right? When the guy would get thrown out of the ring, Mr. Fuji would hustle over there, and he'd quietly slip that salt right into his waistband, and nobody knew what was going on. Those tight, tighty whities nobody could see that it was in there. Such a great manager. Do you think one guy was like, do you think one guy in the crowd was like... Oh, I wish that these fries had more salt. Mr. Fuji hears them and says, hmm, these eyes do need more salt. He starts Fuji, whipping you salt, salt in right? uh, And if you don't know what we're talking about, good for you. You're a normal person who did, who did normal stuff growing up and doesn't know who Mr. Fuji is. So thank you very much. Uh, and if you do look him up, I recommend incognito mode. Do not do it at work. Uh, listen, like guys, <laughs> I've got uh, no wait. What's part? Oh, like listen, we don't have any time for this. I've got to get right to K. Rob. Let's listen. Honestly, here's a little inside behind the scenes. We were going to record two weeks ago. Okay, my fucking dog, man, <laughs> has to go to the vet. And and when you hear it, it has a dog has to go to the vet. You're like, wow. I hope Rob's going to be okay. Now, none of these guys did follow up to see if the dog was okay long term. So did that's not. a bummer. Okay. I feel like we would have um, heard if he wasn't me. Okay. I can tell you that. I didn't yeah, nobody, nobody followed up to see if the dog was okay. But I do want to tell you what the, what happened to the dog is the dog tweaked his back. He oh. tweaked his back. I didn't know dogs could do that. Yeah, I didn't either. Especially if you look at my dog, he's got almost no back. Was he like out shoveling the driveway, or what the hell was he doing? Well, listen, I told him to wear a belt when he was deadlifting. I don't know what else to tell him. Like he's he's got to he's got to be safe with it. Um, this is great that Jenny came over because I just passed gas and I have, I'm in the stage of, I'm in the stage of overeating right now where every time I pass gas, it smells like some sort of factory is on fire. You know what I mean? Like a, some, some sort of industrial fire. Like the people at Cleveland, they are like, never mind. 
no. Listen, yeah, I was going to make it. There's I, a train derailment joke. You are joke. so not funny when Jenny's around. Yeah. I thought I don't this know was going to be a rock hard erection <laughs> joke, but we went the other direction. Anyway, <laughs> let's turn on K-Rob, K-R-O-B, and let's listen. And, and to be Aaron, honest. Are you saying this is going to be our rock hard erection episode? It's my, who knows? Any, any episode could be the rock hard erection episode. You never know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You guys still get rock hard. You guys still get rock hard erections, right? Like, let's be real right now. Okay. If you don't, you can tell me. It's okay. I'll edit it out. Do you guys ever get erections that are too hard? Like, you feel like they're dangerously hard. You know what I mean? Like, you feel like if you hit it on something, it's like a blister. I I once had a pimple on my back, and it was in the middle of my back. And I was like, wow, this is bad because I could feel it. And so then I rubbed up against the door frame at work and then I realized it had popped as I did that. And then I was like, oh, that's really bad because now I have a blood stained part of my shirt. That was exactly where the pimple was. I was like, well, what are you going to do? All right. Live and you learn, Rob. Live and you learn. (laughs) I did learn a very valuable lesson that day. Uh, listen, oh. let's turn on K-Rob to a song Is that, that the I, same day where someone threw shit on your on your jacket? It has to be that somebody did that. I don't know how the shit showed up on my shirt. And I want to remind you, I was walking with a coworker. It was humiliating. It was like baby. It was like the consistency of like baby diaper poop, too. Oh, it, was like, it was like it came out of a soft serve machine. You know what I mean? It was bad. Whoa. Listen, anytime it feels like soft serve, but it's warm, not good. Yeah. Not great. You know how some things you just feel that they're warm and you're like, I don't like that. This is warm. This is like, like a chair. I sat in a chair the other day. It was so warm. I was like, oh God, why is this chair so warm? Why do I, why is this my life now? <sighs> Listen, I, so anyway, my point was I took the dog to the vet and two, that was, I have, I did all their, uh, uh, getting ready for this episode. Then I have no idea what any of the jokes are. I've written down is I have no idea what my parody song is. Literally no idea. Cannot remember anything. Hey, you guys want to know what I think the worst chair to sit in is? What's that? The chair, like if you ever go to a Walgreens and there's people in line for the pharmacy oh. and there's like one chair sitting oh. there and there's like one person just mm. sitting in that chair hacking away. The pharmacy yeah. chair is the, the pharmacy most disgusting chair. Is the chair. Worst. Right, just yes. full of germs, right? Just, and probably like dead skin and stuff too. Yeah, you, you just, you want to stand if you can. I got to say, if you said you can sit on a pharmacy chair for a half hour or on the toilet of an airplane for a half hour. <laughs> What are you going to pick? That's a toss-up, right? Know. Does the airplane toilet have a bidet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you want a bidet on an airplane toilet? Blue water? I, wish, I think Rob should draw us a picture of what do you think a bidet is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to really see an artist rendering of Rob's imagination. I will. Uh, the bidet to be. Some sort of probe. Yeah, well, I've got some. The problem is wand. Yeah, the problem is people are like, "Oh, is this a bidet?" And I'm like, "Well, no, it's a camera, but it's for research purposes. I have it in my house." You know (laughs) what I mean? Ignore that, Aaron. We're not talking. (laughs) Aaron, we're not even two episodes. We cannot. We cannot talk about overpositors today, please. Okay, please. Although, as long as we're still on bidets, I have to bring up. Okay, I have to bring it up. Let's hear it. There has been a lot of talk from some of our listeners about. The next time they're over at my house, they're going to try out the bidet. Well, we had two of them yesterday that were over at our house. Aaron from Minneapolis oh, okay. and Krista from Edina. And? And they didn't come. Well, Aaron came down to at least make sure that I actually had a bidet. And, and then, so, and then oh, got no. scared. Uh, yeah, they got scared. What? And so n- neither of them, they, they both just, yep, pussied out, didn't do it. No. You cowards. <laughs> you cowards. Sit on Matt's bidet and get filled up. Take it to the limit. That's what I say. <laughs> 
That's good. Not how this works. I mean, where else would you want a colonic besides Mance? Like that sounds like fun to me. So I, yeah, you're. I think you're right. I don't get how it works. It makes no sense to me. Do you have to move, Matt? Like, Hold do you have on, to Rob, move Rob, up and down? Take your earphones off. Rob, right, take your earphones off. Guys, don't tell him. <laughs> this is great. Just keep it up. Don't tell him, okay? All right, Rob, you're back. On, Matt, bro. does your bidet room look like a dungeon? Like, is there something you could do to make it look more inviting to potential bidet users? I don't know. They put some flowers out. It's well lit. It's got some bathroom mats in there, you know, yeah. so it's not like, you know, it's in the basement, so you don't have, like, cold feet or anything like that. I mean, I don't know. It seems you know. Like you're doing, own, mm. doing all the right things then. Yeah. I think they I get suspicious because your toilet has a seatbelt. I think that might show that your bidet is too strong <laughs> when you need to put on a seatbelt. Can I just ask one question about the bidet, and then we're moving on, I swear to God, okay? Your bidet, does it move up and down when it sprays, or do you have to move up and down when it sprays? Whoa! It, it's a wand. There's a wand like this, Rob. Okay, down. It's facing down. Oh, but it sprays. It sprays up like this. Okay, what? and so, and so it moves okay. like this back and forth. Oh my god, and it so does it, move. It does move a little bit. It's okay. got a little bit of a movement, but it does help if you actually kind of wiggle, maneuver around move. a little bit yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spread those cheeks okay. a little bit. All right, so that makes sense oh, to me. Um, but yeah, I, so the wand moves up and down. I would. I'd be moving it down as far as well, it goes. It's more Let's like see. back and forth. It's not up and down. It's just, you know, my, back and my forth. My wife would be out in the kitchen being like, what's that noise? Does, did Rob install a speed bag? It sounds like somebody said it's a speed bag. What is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, guys. Please, please stop we distracting for this. Okay, We just simply don't have time for this. We need to get it. Let's turn on K-Rob. K-R-O-B. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. You know, sometimes the wolf at the top of the hill isn't hungry anymore, but we promise we'll try to do better. Oh, yeah. I remember Ah. when we started this. I was sitting at the cabin. Oh, yes. I spent hours making tons of bits. Now I wonder what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We sounded bad, but we were coming up with stuff that was funny. Hey. Hey. And now we're coasting during this podcast. Throwing it in. It's just the same joke every day. What? Yeah. Over and over. This episode we'll try. We're gonna try. At least we'll try to try. Yeah. Yeah. Try to try. Yeah. Try. Yeah. This will be happy. the best one we've had in years. Cause tonight we'll try. Say, say. We will focus. All Rob's jokes will hit. I'll go back to making fun of Aaron. I gotta do it. Get back to base. Yeah, you promise. And Russell to this podcast, he'll commit. Mm. <laughs> and he'll dump his girlfriend. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. And Matt will try. He'll try to not look bored. <laughs> when we talk about the score. Oh, Ooh. And Matt promises he has some. 
Told me he would listen to every album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Tonight's show is going to be all right. Nice. That's the best I can promise that it'll be all right. Well, maybe not every night, but we promise we really will try. When you want to hear about the great... I hate to try to try. I promise to try to try. Listen to that song after our bit about bidets is kind of a bummer, I'm not gonna lie. If you wanna hear from I really <laughs> thought when you said day A that we were gonna somehow work in bidet. Day. I've got the day. podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Welcome everybody to Beck Did It Better. We are talking about the Fugees, Wyclef, Lauren Hill, the other guy. And just like them, I've got three people here that want to talk about it. I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, would it be inappropriate to act for me to ask you to strub my pain with your fingers? Oh. <laughs> strub my pain. You know somebody has said strubbing my pain with their fingers. Like you just know that oh. that's a God. Why didn't I do that for a joke? Shoot. Jokes on Russell in the house. Woo. We got Rob in the house. Matt, Matt, Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, good. Just like Wyclef, I, I too like no onions in my white rice. So oh. keep that shit out of there, right? <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot that, too. the most timeless piece of the Dietary yeah. restrictions. And out in California, I have uh, the human equivalent of the padded toilet seat. It's Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. I have no idea. How that Is that a good thing or not a good thing? Yeah. I don't even know. It's all how Comfy, you see it. Warm. Like hey, somebody finding your grandma's house or what? Oh, it's the worst. After all my logic and my theory, I'll add a motherfucker so you podcast listeners can hear me. Let's talk yes. about the Fuji's. Oh. How much would you guys have to be paid to put pa- padded toilet seats in your house? It would have to be a lot, right? Like to sit down on a pad. Have you guys ever sat in a padded toilet yeah, seat? Yeah, it makes before? that sound like it's like it's the very, whole world can hear yeah, that you're sitting very, down. It, the, yeah. If it gets hot, it gets a little Ooh, sticky when you stand up. Yeah, 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 you don't that, want that. No why am I the human equivalent of a padded? I'm, mm, yeah. I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I agree with that characterization. You know what, Rosie? I disagree. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, feels feels off to me. I don't know. Anyway, listen, let's get right into our voicemail. Oh, what a kind listener. What would make the rest of us, Rob? Would that make me like the, the toilet seat cover, like the furry the cover line, that where people put the furry cover back. over the top? That's Honestly, I think a furry toilet cover is a perfect example of your hey. muscle. I love that idea of a furry <laughs> toilet cover. Dude, oh, I might have to tell Aaron, a story. I know what story you want to Yeah, Russell knows my story about Just the tell it, What is it? We can cut it out if we need to. We had a, oh, Russell knows yeah. this story. I, I, you I might have to help me tell it. <laughs> you might have to help me tell it. No, it's your I, story. Yes. As, so Russell has described a couple of the, the parties that happened at the house where I lived our, our first year after graduating undergrad. And I lived with a friend of ours from Hayward, Wisconsin, and his lady friend, and another friend of theirs. And this friend of theirs was very quiet, unassuming. She was, I don't know if she was in med school at the time or preparing for med school, but never, we would hang out, drink till all hours. She would never drink with us. But one night we were there, downstairs in the basement, drinking Jack Daniels, playing Tony Hawk, and we heard somebody come stumbling indoors from a long night out somewhere. And it was the fourth roommate who was typically real buttoned down and not a partier. And she had gone out, tied one on, probably on, at seven corners, maybe with the, the fish bowls. And I don't know what happened exactly, but, you know, some people when they drink end up vomiting. 
Um, her situation was that uh, things came out the other direction oh. and <laughs> somebody went upstairs and and it was like she had tried to get it into the toilet bowl, but it ended up on the seat. And then she must have like hurriedly tried to close the toilet seat to dispose of the evidence. And there was like a turd squished in between <laughs> the toilet seat and the fuzzy toilet seat no. cover so that the fuzzy toilet seat cover was like covered in poop. Like this no. is not a good situation. And Russell, I don't know, Russell, were you there that it happened? I think you no, were. Right? I just heard the story. Yeah. And this was not the type of person that you would have ever expected to have like a weird poop accident. And then it happened and there was it was not just a regular toilet seat. There was a fuzzy toilet seat. The fuzzy involved. toilet seat. So I, I I assume the fuzzy toilet seat cover ended up in the landfill. I'm not certain, but I I don't think that's washable at that point. I have found that with stuff like that, you can just wash it, and it's actually fine. You stop thinking about it after a couple times of wearing it. So Aaron, once you guys have seen this, at some point the person who did the deed has to go into that bathroom and see what right. happened. Do they right. do they clean it up, cover it up, and act like nothing happened, or what happened? I never spoke to her about it. I don't know. I mean, I it was like I I never it never you think came we up. Call so her? I don't know. Yeah, what's her number? Do we call her? We could call her up. Yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah, I. I... <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, okay. hello. Oh, God, I'm so drunk. Oh, I drank so much. I'm... Oh, hey, it's my old roommate. Oh, hey, so is nice this Aaron's to... old roommate? Oh, it's my old roommate. Back in the... Now you're a doctor. Yeah, what kinds of diseases are you curing out there in the world? Hey, doctor, I just have one question. Have you ever shit onto a fuzzy toilet seat before? <laughs> Mm, yes. Okay, and then close the lid on top of it. You know, that's so bad because I think we've all, all been the there. Poop. And the one thing you want is like support from everybody, but it's can't be. I think the one podcast. thing you want is for no one to never acknowledge it. You've got you've got to yeah. you've got to clean it up the next morning and act like it never happened. It's like the OJ thing. You gotta convince yourself oh. you didn't kill those people. <laughs> right? The OJ thing. Convince yourself it never happened. If you just keep saying it, I didn't shit all over that fuzzy toilet seat, you convince yourself one day you didn't do it. Yeah. If I clean up the shit, you cannot convict. <laughs> oh no. I'm gonna quit drinking I'm so, so much. Sorry. Shit all it's possible over the that she's listening. Like it, there's it's there's a non-zero probability that she could hear this podcast. Like, right? She's still in enough of our circle of people, it could happen. It's not likely, but it, it could happen. Oh, yeah, no. that's not a great story to have told about yourself for sure. Like <laughs> when you think about that, Aaron, when you think about that person, do you think about anything else beside that story? Not really, no. No, that's <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> can't be can't be the uh the, the poop that's story. Super memorable person. otherwise. Just like a very, you know, vanilla person. So now wait a minute, let me ask you this. Let me ask you. So how do you guys know this happened? Is this like a shared bathroom that was upstairs and then somebody walked in after? Or was she yes. Was she still yeah. in the bathroom after this, like on the floor or something? Or she? No, it was. I no, it was a shared. You know, but there were two floors in the house. There were only four of us who lived there. There were two floors in the house. There was so, a downstairs bathroom and an upstairs bathroom, and it happened in the upstairs bathroom. And could have been anyone. Could have been. Could have been anyone. It's like mm -hmm. it's like a game. It's like a game of Clue. It's the yeah. drunk girl with the candlestick, or it's yeah the guy playing Mike Tyson's Punch Out in the basement, right? <laughs> Russell's always been kind to not tell the story by the time he was there playing Mike Tyson's punch out. And I tried to go to sleep in the backyard and he had to carry me inside from the backyard. 
Yeah. It happened once. Yeah. And then Russell woke me up and told me about how I pooped all over the toilet bowl, <laughs> all over the top of the toilet seat. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember doing any of that last night. This is Russell's big bit. All right, here we go. No recollection of what this voicemail is. None. Hey, Robbie, it's Greta. Um, I just Robbie. heard your um, story about Minnesota School of Bartending, and you are correct that that was a lot of fun, but we gained zero knowledge, and they hated us every day. Um, <laughs> I, I do that. remember, though, that we were studying our cocktail flashcards while everybody else was studying for finals. So those were really good life choices. <laughs> we also thought we were going to have this great cocktails and dreams summer after we graduated, but yeah. between the two of us, we had exactly zero hours of food service experience. Oh. And my best oh. offer was a busboy position at TGI Fridays. And I do I believe you had leads. some leads at the Minneapolis Eagle. But yep. I can't remember oh. why you didn't take that. Uh, you probably could have used some of those new spandex outfits you've been buying in New York. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Anyway, chaps. good times. We've got at least a little bit of mileage out of that story. So talk to you later. So we oh. got... We've got uh, got my friend calling in, talking about going to the Minnesota School of Bartending. And I do recall people studying for finals, and we were studying, like, what is in a margarita. And I still so have, Rob, do not remember. Rob, you actually went and interviewed for bartending jobs. Uh, no. So here's the deal. The Minnesota School of Bartending, one of the things they guaranteed, they guaranteed they would get you a job. That was a guarantee they had at the school. So then you go, and they basically have, like, a Rolodex of open jobs, right? Of yeah. open jobs. And you look through, and it is Elks Club after Elks Club after VFW after VFW. I thought I was going to be like, hmm, do I want to work at a strip club or not? Like, I thought I was going to have lots of choices. And it turns out it was just VFW after VFW. I would have been making, like, I don't know what. Am I going to be working at the Escape Ultra Lounge making yeah. vodka tonics? Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, I'm so like, Is the Eagle Club, That's is that the gay club downtown? Yes. Oh, I don't. Is that? Yeah. Oh, God. I would have yeah. worked there two seconds. You would have slayed there, Rob. Yeah, you would have oh, slayed. Yeah. So that's you would have made you, huge money there. You, you could have worked there, and you didn't? That seemed I don't like think that's right up your alley. That's not – I don't think that's – Yeah, I, I actually never – As soon as I saw that the jobs were, like, harder to get than I thought, I was like, oh, never mind. Like, I have to apply for something? <laughs> I was like, what? Apply? <laughs> Let me think. Should I apply – or should I sit at home with a bocce ball all day like I'm doing right now? Hmm. Well, let me think about that. What kind of that. bartender do you think you would have been, Rob? What would your bartending style have been? Would you have been like a chat people up, just slinging drinks? What would you? What would your style have been? I think I would have been a chat people up. A chat people up slash try to do a couple tricks. Like I'd have two or three tricks and about one and a half jokes, I would say, every night, like to the same person over and over. How about you, tricks? Aaron? What, what type of bartender would you be? I, that's oh I love this question I love this question I've I've often dreamed of being a bartender I I think I would chat people up selective no I couldn't help it I would chat people up I you know there's no yeah. like if you're back there people are coming to your bar I think I think I would want to chat people up um, but I just don't know if I can make drinks fast enough when when the the shit really hit the fan I I can tell you from Starbucks when I worked at Starbucks and you'd start the first time you had to work the morning rush it was just craziness like it was nonstop. But the time flew. I and Russell, you know what kind of bartender I would be? I figured out. I went to a gay bar here in the cities, and the bartenders weren't wearing any shirts. They just had suspenders and like shorts. Mm -hmm. That's what I would be right there. Just no matter yeah. what. VFW Country Club, I'm coming in, no shirt on. <laughs> okay. Like whatever. TGI Fridays. What kind of bartender would you be, man? I I think it's just like teaching. There's no way I could do it. 
I don't know if I could handle being around drunk people. I, I could see you, you know. as a bartender, man. I think you would be in an upscale bar with like the white mm-hmm. dress shirt, yeah. the vest. It would have to be an upscale an upscale, upscale club with like all the bartenders that are super done up, only doing old fashions and real high-end cocktails. That's where I could see you. The ones where they got like the fancy ice cubes with yes. like the initials of the bar in the ice cubes. Yeah, right. that sounds about right. Now, Russell's been to some bartending classes. I got to know. I got to turn this back. Yeah. You know what? Russell. I think I would be a great bartender for about the first hour of my shift. And then I would turn into a complete introvert and just want to get the fuck out of there. So I would be the best bartender in the world for an hour. And then I would be the worst bartender for seven hours. I can see Russell like looking at all these ingredients at the bar and being like, what? There's sour. Is it vermouth? Yeah, sour mix. What is this? I would definitely want to be that bartender who like helps people feel good about their choices. You know, like when someone like comes in and it's like a personal trainer, but for drinking, you know, and somebody's like trying to make a choice and you help them choose the right cocktail. Like you'd feel like you really help them, you know, better their life, except it's with alcohol, which is terrible. for When you're, when you're talking about the people who come, I was actually at a bar the other night. It was called Eli's in downtown. It's kind of like a little dive bar, nice little spot. And we were sitting there, I was sitting there with this uh, bar goer, if you will. We're sitting near the end of the bar. We're sitting there and all of a sudden this guy comes in. He's wearing, he's dressed up. I think he works as a waiter downtown or something. He sits down, doesn't say anything to the bartender or the waitress. They bring him out food five, 10 minutes later. They bring him a shot of Jägermeister. They give him a second shot of Jägermeister. He didn't order one thing. He didn't say one thing. They knew exactly what this guy wanted. And he was in and out of there in like 30, 40 minutes. What do you guys think of like the regular? Have you ever been the regular, Aaron, where they know exactly what you want or not? Yeah, no, definitely. I've been the regular a couple of different places in my life. Yeah, where we used to go to a place that had $7 martinis at happy hour. So there was the $7 martini. Uh, But I also, yeah, I I used to go to a bar where the servers would come in on their shift break and uh, get a shot of Jameson and a, a small beer. And then, like, I would see that same server back at the at the bar where they actually worked. So, yeah, being a regular is, like, that's... If you can find a place where you can be a regular, that's... that's that's You've made it. You've made it as a bar goer. How about you, Matt? Are you... Have you been a regular? You're, you're a Richfield guy, but I don't know if you would have gone enough to be considered a regular. No, and then I... You know, I, I feel like I hop around, right? Like I want to be a regular. And then when I get to be a regular, it's like, well, the hell out. Got, I got to try and or it's just start, want to try out. something new. Right. Like mm-hmm. I love knowing what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink when I go to a spot. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yes. there's this place called book club right now. It's on like yes. 54th and Penn. Fantastic. Right. And it's, it, you wouldn't like recommend somebody's coming into town to like go there as like a, Oh, where, where are you going to go? But like, it's super easy for Sarah and I to go up there because it's pretty close to our house. Mm-hmm. And I can go in there and get the Korean steak skewers and a hazy oh, IPA for like 20 bucks. And it's awesome. Right. Kind of just in and out. I know what I'm going to get and I like it, but you know, I don't, I don't know if I go to enough. I don't, go to one spot enough times to be a regular. Cause I like to move it is around place, just enough. Is that place across from Broders? Is that where that's at? No. So Broders is no. 50th. Yeah. And this is oh, across okay. from, yeah. There's a, sorry, yeah, there's Rob. a pizza place there too. We go. No, yeah. no, no. Broders has Broders now has three of the four corners are owned by Broders. They got the deli, they got their pasta restaurant, like their fancy restaurant. And then they got a wine bar. Terzo. It has like tapas and stuff. And so, I love the podcast when it turns to a map quest segment where we print out our maps and read them as we drive around. I can't, I cannot help myself. Like you mean map quest? <laughs> Southwest quest. Minneapolis geography to me. No. Like I can't, I can't, can't help myself. I can't get enough. I love you know, it. I, I have never been a regular, you know, I've got a place where I go where they, they'll 
ask me if I wanted coffee, but they won't bring it. But when I used to go out to have lunch with my dad at a barbecue spot in Rochester, we sat down once and they just brought him his food. And he was like, what? He's like, oh boy, they must have mistaken me for somebody else. I can't believe they would just do that. So he obviously had been going there forever and then tried to hide it from me. They just brought him out the food. But that I'm always jealous of that. My kid has goes to a bodega and she goes, you know, the lady there knows me. And brings me what I want every time. And she's like, it's really great. And I was like, yep, that is a really awesome feeling when you are a regular. Everybody a loves feeling. it. I have a DVD in my house somewhere from a bartender at this place called Odessa where we used to go for seven other martinis. And what? he was like, here, I'm going to loan you this DVD. It was like no. some David Lynch movie or something. <laughs> no. And then like he stopped working there. And then like now I've, you I, I have this DVD of his. I don't know. What, yeah. I, mean, I don't even have a DVD player anymore. And I've never watched the DVD. I feel kind of bad about it. You never even watched never it? Watched <laughs> never watched it. Yeah. So how yeah. did, so how did, why did he have a DVD at the bar? Did he have to like go? I think he car? was a movie buff, and it was it was this it was one of these bars where they had one television, and they would turn it on for Warriors or A's games, but nothing else. And so, anytime there wasn't a Warriors or A's game, they would just let people play movies on the on the TV. So he would bring in, you know, it was like Barbarella or you know Dune or whatever, and like he he was playing something. I must have chatted him up about it. He was like, "Here, you should like." It was like one of those where he like slid it across the bar, like. I really think you might be into this. And then I never oh watched it. And now I've never seen him again. And I, it burns me a little bit inside. I feel bad. What? I, I just can't imagine going to a bar and having a David Lynch movie on, but I guess the that's... other awkward thing. And I'll stop talking soon about being a regular at a bar is at some point, if you have not asked the bartender or the server, their name, they know your name because yep. it's been on your credit card forever. And there's a, there's like a statute of limitations where it was too late for you to ask their names and you should have done it already. And I had a bartender call the me people out the front. Them. Well, I don't know. Like when yeah, that happens to me, I just ask the people at the front. That's, who, a, that's you know, the wise like way the, to go. The, whatever. Hey, what's the, what's the bartender's name? And they'll, right. oh, that's Joe. You know, yeah, that's the things. way to go. Because I had yeah. one call me out on. He was like, oh, I've known this guy's name for months and he doesn't know my name. And I was like, you're, you're right. I don't know your name. But here my drink. And the fact that that makes you awkward shows that we're so different. I, I've been working with people for years. I talk to them every day. No idea what their name is. And that will not change. Okay. I am not going to learn their names. Don't have time. Okay. Aaron, when they called you out on Aaron, this is when you should have pulled Rob's move and spilled your drink and made him clean that shit up. Right. And then dispute the charge on my Amex. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just not exactly. Well, oh, it's it's yeah. That'd be the bit kind of bartender I'd have where I'd like hand out, I'd give them their drinks and it would be a magnum condom. And I'd be like, oh my God. Oh. That was in my pocket. That's my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got such a huge penis. Ugh. And then I'd like pull up bottles. I'd be like, to me, this bottle is actually kind of small. Or normal size. Whatever you're into. Like whatever you like. That's me. Uh, <laughs> Rolling going, Aaron. How's it going with you? Rolling going. Uh, it's you know if you know me, it's always up and down. It's always a roller coaster of emotions. I've yep. been um, Rob would be know, like the little stub at the end of like the DiSerrano <laughs> bottle, like right. It's just a little stub at the top, the spout. Man, I forget. Lauren Hill has a line about amaretto. What'd she say? Amaretto <laughs> with lime, or she calls it like amaretto with. <laughs> Shit, it's on. Uh, it's on one of the tracks on here. It might be on the Sorry, mask. I apologize. Bro. I think I could stick my whole penis in a shot glass, though. <laughs> the whole thing. I, I think when it's not like when it's flaccid. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I might. If you guys get a text later, open it. Okay, don't even think about it. Just open. It. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. So for me, I mean, I, I don't know. We've, we've already been talking a lot about bars, but I've got some rollings going about bars. So I'll probably nice. talk about those a little bit. Um, I've been working on my skincare, you know, as you get older, you got to take better care of your skin. Turns out this shit takes a long time. Like Every time my family's ready to go out somewhere, I'm like, oh, no, wait, I'm still, like, putting the lotion on my feet. No, I did not see that part of the story coming. You're (laughs) the one that's slowing them down? Yes, they're, like, ready to go. And I'm like, well, I just got out of the shower, and I got to do my old guy's skincare. Like, this thing takes – it's really frustrating as you get older. Why are you taking a shower right before your family goes out? That doesn't make any sense. That's the wrong – it feels like you're shitting on the toilet seat now and having to clean it up and making a big (laughs) thing of it. What's going on, Aaron? Why are you showering before your family goes out? It's like, oh, it's Saturday morning and like everybody squeezed in a workout before we're going to go do a thing. But then like I took a shower and now like I got to do my skincare before we go. And like everybody's waiting on me to put my socks on. I I am convinced that skincare is a scam. Skincare is a scam. It doesn't do anything at all. It just makes you feel your face feel wet and then dry. Aaron, what do you do? It just makes me feel rushed trying to get out the door. Well, I had cracked, you know, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't want to get into this, but I had, I had cracked heels. So I've got to take care of my feet oh. and <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. it takes a long time. And like, I mean, they're like trying and like, there's not a great place to sit down to do this stuff. Cause you're like, you're trying to lift your feet up onto your knee. Yeah. It's, it's hard work. So I just want to say everyone out there who's getting into their forties, like I am and taking good care of your skin. I see you. I know it's not easy. Keep fighting the good fight. Keep working at it. It takes time, but you 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 you're gonna do you, feel good about it. Do you eventually. worry about like delaying people, Aaron, or like does that stress you out, or are you yes. good being the yeah. person that delays everyone? No, I mean I'm usually the slowest anyway. Except my son is like you oh. know it got that gene from me. So no, it's I, I do worry about it because he takes a thousand reminders to get out the door. And so then all of a sudden it's like, okay, Wallace is ready. Oh no, dad forgot to take his medicine or put on his lotion or whatever. And oh now my we're God. So like, she's got a diaper bag for Aaron. She's stuff. got her, she's got a yeah. bag for the kid. And then she's got a diaper bag for Aaron with all his gout medication and skincare right. and like all of this stuff. Sunscreen for his head. Get older. So Aaron, how do you do skincare, especially considering you have so much skin on your head? Like it goes all, your skin goes all the way up and down. Like you're taking, right. you're, you're right. taking care of that. Well, that's the like thing. crazy. That's the other thing is there's a there's a window for this, right? The best time to do this stuff is right when you get out of the shower while your skin is still damp. So you've got a window. So you've got to like, you got to build in this time. Okay, I'm going to like, we also, we joined the gym. So now like we'll run up and go to the gym. Okay, you went to the gym. All right, well, I if I cut my rowing machine workout five minutes short, then I still have time to do 10 minutes in the sauna and then maybe get a shower and then work on my skincare. Like it's hard to build this stuff Jeez. into your day. What? What's what's what are you doing for your skincare? This is the question. I've never asked a question knowing I'm going to edit it out faster <laughs> in my life, but I do need to ask what your skincare is. I mean, you just need to put. You're the not lotion pissing on your, your hands like Ricky Henderson, are you? Because that's not that's not skincare. Oh care. God, I got a Ricky Henderson story too, but I'm not. I'm not, not on the podcast. I I that was my lucky day book, but then I I didn't finish it, and I feel it was. But I wish I hadn't started it anyway. Oh, God, uh, are you? Are you, you know what you need to do, Aaron, is take some medication to pay attention to what we're talking about here. <laughs> you talk about Ricky Henderson. Is this, uh, you're doing your quote-unquote skincare, just a, a, a fake-out for when you're taking too long in the bathroom yeah, doing really. other things or not? 
Oh, sweetie, no, you took 20 no, minutes in the bathroom and there's hand moisturizer all over the place. <laughs> it doesn't oh, have to yeah, happen in the bathroom. Care. Skin care. Yeah. No, because like, no, because if you do it in the bathroom, then you like, there's nowhere, there's not a great place to sit in the bathroom anyway. So no, this is not, this is not a euphemism. Sweetie, I was, <laughs> I was taking care of my heels and I was looking at my feet and I had to take care of business. I could actually get seriously injured if I didn't do the skincare routine. I could really get hurt. <laughs> I so think I would get. I would think I would get frustrated with Aaron. And this is why Aaron said. and I couldn't be married. I would get. I, I'm not oh. a, like I'm a horribly impatient person sometimes. What? Horribly. What? And and Aaron Aaron like doing his skincare when I would be ready to go would probably start to frustrate me. This has actually come up with a bar aficionado that I've gone out with. <laughs> and is the current the current thing where we ha- we clash? I'll share with you guys is this bar aficionado has a a nice like long jacket, like a full winter coat. And there's like 12 buttons on this winter coat. And this, this bar aficionado that I go out with insists on buttoning all the buttons, even if we're just like walking across the street for some. So I've got to wait like three minutes for the jacket to be buttoned up. And I just get impatient. So I would never be able to put up with Aaron's moisturizing process. Do you ever, do you ever help to button the jacket or is that off the table? The jacket is the bar aficionado has got it on, on their own. I'm going to no comment. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you ever unbutton the jacket? Yeah, that was what I was going to say. 12 ah. buttons to button it. Uh, 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 one, <laughs> two, uh. three. So that's, I mean, but I have one, I have one, I got to do one uplifting message in my um, rolling going tonight, uh, which is that I went out tonight to pick up some takeout for the family and uh, it was at a new dumpling place. And so that was, they were a little bit behind. It was their soft opening. So then uh, I had some time to run across the street to the graduate and the graduate has a fucking incredible jukebox. I sent you guys a picture. It's crazy. They had Chuck Berry's 28 greatest hits. They had one parliament album. They had not one, but two outcast albums. So just like I've asked you guys about must order dishes there, are there, are there must play songs in the jukebox? And the one for me, this is a, now it's a slightly sad story. There was a, Dolly Parton's greatest hits disc. I was like, immediately, I've got to play Jolene. If Jolene's on the jukebox, it turned out Jolene was out of order. Like that, that disc was out of order. So I did not get to play Jolene, but I played Otis Redding, Pain in My Heart for you guys and for my lady who loves this song now, Amy Winehouse, me and Mr. Jones. So just so I could hear what kind of fuckery is this. And then I played Sister Nancy, Bomb Bomb. So for me... Is this is this what we were what was the list we did where Aaron brought up bomb bomb and instead of bang bang remember oh, we were doing Jesus Christ like, we were, we were mean, someone called in and, and, and criticized us for calling everything a banger. So yeah. Rob did a list mm-hmm. about the best yeah, songs Sarah ever for about furry, bangers. Sarah, for and then Aaron <laughs> contributed one song to the list and it was Bomb Bomb by Nancy Sinatra Wait, instead of Nancy. Bang Bang. Oh hey, bang bang, yeah, no, no, that's a different one. <laughs> So I don't know. What do you guys like? What are the things that like number one for you? If you see it on a jukebox, you've got to play it. Aaron, none of us are, have ever used a jukebox in years. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is the most Aaron question of all time. I, this I'm, jukebox I'm, was a fully manual jukebox. They even had the like the Sister Nancy disc. The, yeah. the track names were handwritten. Matt's with me. Matt's got some thoughts. So back in the day, there was a jukebox at the Broadway Pizza in Richfield near mm-hmm. Russell's house. And... So we would go there all the time, and we had to play uh, in the jungle by the tokens. Oh my god! You know, as kids, oh, every yeah. single time we had to play that. You know, that was yes. what. But now 
you know, now it's not so much the the old school jukeboxes anymore. It's just that little machine on the wall that you see mm-hmm. more than anything. Yeah, yeah. It's more electronic thing. And so at the bar up in uh, North Dakota by our cabin, uh, the Strawberry Cooler, they've got a jukebox. And every time I walk in there, I have to play Neon Moon by Casey Musgrave. You know, it's the Brooks and Dunn song. There we go. You know, the, the, yeah, there we the, go. The Casey Musgrave version is unbelievable. Yes. That's about the only place I like to listen to country music is up in the sticks with all those hick up there. You know, Jesus so, Christ. You know. Jeez. <laughs> wow. So... Oh, yeah, I'm so glad. So that's that. about the only place like that. But that song, every every time I'm there, I put five bucks in, and that's the first one. I'm a, I'm a, and I've told Rob this. Actually, I told Rob this. We listened to it when we were out on the pontoon when we conceived of this podcast. Oh, the my my go to my go to song is uh, see <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> on the boats. Got to see my, my shot class. My go-to song is Space Hog. In the meantime, oh, the right. great one. Yes. God, it's a good song. This is, oh, this is a great one. This is a crazy one because this is a CD my sister had just in her car forever, oh. right? And then Russell, we were out boating around, <laughs> catching fish. It's a great song. And it's he was fantastic. like, great song. Yeah. And when the guitars really come in. Oh, the yeah. bass here is so good, actually. Definitely would be a better goal song than Southcast or Offspring or whoever. Yes. You're right, Rob. The bass is so good. Sometimes I think about Space Hog and I'm like, I wonder how much they got laid. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, I'm the lead singer of Space Hog. And they were like, okay, let's have sex. And he was like, I had to have like a two and a half year period where it was oh, constant. Just right, crazy. Right, yeah. I mean, this much is cut in here. This comes out of the jukebox. Uh, You're not loving yes. it? Oh, yeah. Please. For sure. Great call, Russell. This is so good. This makes me feel, you yes. know what? I go to places that have jukebox, especially in like northern Minnesota, and I don't use them. That's crazy, right? How else? Yeah. What I mean, what a show of dominance to go in somewhere and be like, hey, guess what, fuckers? You're listening to my music now. Right. You know what I mean? Like I do it on the train with my phone, everybody gets mad. Do it in a bar, everybody <laughs> also gets mad, but I paid money, so there's nothing I can do about it. They have no you, you, you really announce your presence with authority when you yes. go up and start playing the jukebox, right? And those electronic ones, you can skip, skip the line one. if yeah. you pay ahead. enough. Yep. Are you, you know? serious? So that's even oh, more. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can more, pay, you can skip you pay like five bucks more or whatever, you can skip the line and go right to the front. So People yeah, this are one was not dummies. Old, old school CDs. It was, uh, okay. it was fun. And yeah, the person before me played uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, I don't know exactly the name of the song, but it's, this is for the G's, this is for the Hustlers. That's a great song, too. And then I was like, I got to get on this jukebox. So. I would I would that's come in and play Tough I think that's no. what I would do. I would get Chamba Wamba? Yeah, Chamba Wamba would get everybody fired up. I think that's perfect. <laughs> Can I ask one thing about Aaron's role and going? Aaron, you said it was a, a soft opening for this yeah. place you went soft, to? Soft opening. How is that for... different than a rock hard erection opening? <laughs> it's, well, you got to kind of sneak in there. You can't, oh. like, you, it's, not, it's not so so obvious. You know, you oh. kind of like, it's not, it's not do you prominent think, for everyone to Do you think, like, this. episode 499, we're going to be like... <laughs> Rock hard, that reminds me of a penis, and we're just gonna kind of trail off, like stare into space. It's like this is the 499th time we've made this joke on this podcast. It's another rock hard erection episode. Rolling going, how's it rolling going with Russell? It's true though. Sometimes you will get an erection that's so hard where you're like nervous. You're kind of like, hmm. like I could. This actually hurts when I touch it. Like it doesn't feel like you know what I mean. It's too much. It needs to tone down a little bit. The diamond cutter. Whoa. <laughs> 
I do think about taking like uh, Cialis or something to see how how it would be different <laughs> from what I'm doing now, but. We, uh, there's no going back if you nah. go that far, right, Rob? Yeah, it you is. You can't turn that trade around. I don't know, because it is true that the one thing my wife has never said to me is, oh, I wish you had a harder erection. Like, I wish this was happening more often. <laughs> I wish that we could do this more. Like, she has, that's never been a complaint, ever. <laughs> so, I must be doing okay. <laughs> All right, rolling going, Russell. Rolling going. Things are going really good for me. I, a week ago, I went to a, a musical event. I went to the Orpheum, and I went and saw the Tina Turner musical. Oh my it oh. was the one, I think, that was on Broadway for a while, and it got shut down because of COVID. But I think they were touring, and I went and saw Tina Turner at the Orpheum. Oh, amazing. Did she wow. do, did you hear, uh, let's pretend we're married? I don't really remember. The classic, classic Tina Turner. I, I, I'd heard probably about... I'd say seven to eight of the songs, but I'm not a huge Tina Turner music fan. I don't know how all of her stuff, but Hello. essentially the the first half of the musical was kind of her as a younger artist coming up with Ike Turner, that whole relationship, kind of very difficult to watch uh, a, a right. good portion of this musical, right? And then there's an intermission. And then on the second half was all about how when she was an older artist and people had kind of given up on her and she kind of had to reinvent herself with more of a poppy sound, if yep. you will or I don't know if you'd call it techno or what you'd call it, but it's definitely a completely different sound. So it was a really good musical, but I'll share, I was going to share the three songs that jumped out to me that the, the crowd went the most crazy for when she did, if that's all right. Please. Yeah. So I would say, you know what? This is kind of a list to me. I would say this is a list. And I can tell you, this is at least going to be the second best list of your day. <laughs> Top two. Top two. Top two. Top two, for sure. The, the, the first song that jumped out was also, I believe, the name of the movie that was it Angela Bassett who was in that movie mm -hmm. years ago. It's right. What's Love Got to Do With It. This was oh, people yeah. went nuts for this one. Have I told you guys my story about this one? No. This, this was the video that was on VH1 a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. So I would have been like six or seven. And I, at one point, turned to my mom and I said, Mom, that Tina Turner really has nice legs. Ooh. You know what's sad is and I have heard that story on this podcast. <laughs> you you, you could have stopped me. You had a choice. Yeah, that's like when I was watching Creep with my dad. Do we know who's like, playing dad, harmonica on here? I love to jack off to this video. Then we gave each other a high five. <laughs> and we brought you a sandwich. <laughs> Remember when your dad used to bring you sandwiches in bed, Rob? Oh, my God. So nice. <laughs> And it wasn't right, just any sandwich. It was a bologna and cheese sandwich that he would heat up just slightly in the microwave. So it was just the cheese was a little bit melted, and it could go right down the hatch. Oh, <laughs> next song that I really enjoyed that the people went crazy for, and I think this was the best song of the night. It's Proud Mary. Oh, it's a great song. And she's up there, and everyone's dancing like crazy. This was an amazing, amazing part now, of the show. Was the audience standing up and dancing? Because that happened when I saw that ABBA musical. The, the audience did not stand for this part. They did stand for the end, which I was going to tell you guys in about in a second. But they weren't standing during this part of the, the musical, no. Oh, man. that would be. I would have to get up and do that swimming move that she does. with the. Oh, yeah. All right. The last song that really killed it was probably the best song of the night. It's because it was Simply the Best by Tina Turner. This song fucking rules. Got this kind of like Van Halen keyboard going on too. Totally. Very much so, right? I once went to a uh, 
meeting at a school district and the superintendent came out and he started his thing with like, I just want to tell you all, you're simply the best. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to play the fucking song. Yes. I bet he is. And sure enough, he ends his speech with you're simply the best and then walks off to that song playing. And I was like, how, how dumb do you have to be to get this job? To be like, hmm, what's my speech <laughs> yeah. to a bunch of teachers going to be about? Well, I like the Tina Turner song. I'm just going to do that. Like, Ugh. At least, I mean, to his credit, he walked off because the awkward part would have been if he played the song and stayed out there. <laughs> like your like your Jingle Bells <laughs> kind music. Kind of did the for... Steve Ballmer, right. like, dancing <laughs> yeah. really awkwardly no, out there. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. I, I We had a, a, a teacher day at school, and we had a polka band in with full drinks, full meal and everything. Polka, polka. Polka band, and nobody danced. And I was like, oh. do I ask one of my coworkers to dance, or is that going to lead to trouble? Matt, what do you think? You dancing with coworkers? Is that gonna lead to trouble? No, no. no. Even polka, <laughs> no. even if it's fun. No. Roll no. out yeah. the barrel. But they also Rob, did covers. Like, they did like Crazy Train, but it was polka like, style. It's great. No, you're gonna impregnate someone if you dance with them. Like, you, like you dance with somebody, they're gonna get pregnant, and you're gonna have to talk about they got it from a toilet seat. You don't want to go. I mean, there. How many? Yeah. yeah. How many phone calls have you gotten out of the King's Corner? You know, like six to eight months later, right? Like, Rob, we got to have a talk. <laughs> Trust me. If, if, if you're having sex with me, you remember it. It is not like something that where it's just like, oh, did we? Like, it takes long enough and you have to have a conversation about stuff and it's fine. It's a whole Rob, thing. Rob, I, I definitely think it's more likely that you would pick something up sitting on a padded toilet seat than a regular oh, one, right? God damn. Oh, for sure. Padded toilet yeah, Because you can't clean it. There, yeah. You can't really <laughs> clean a padded toilet seat. Like, let's face it. Yeah. Is it great to sit around on and pull the AC Slater? Of course. We love the padded oh. toilet seat for that reason. Okay. I would also not recommend doing an AC Slater with a bidet. I was going to say, you would either, oh, yeah. it would be either really, really bad or really, really, really good. Right depends. Yeah, depends on that. So I was going to share the two the two coolest things. The one thing about Simply the Best, we've actually talked about that song before. Do you guys remember when? Uh, I parodied was it. Was synth list? must have been It was synths, the best right? saxophone solos. Oh, remember the saxophone damn. solos. Yeah. But there was two things about the show I was going to share. The first is they did not one encore, two encores at a musical before. I didn't even know if they did encores at a musical. They, oh. the, the, they came out, the cast came out, they did their bows and everything, walked off. Boom, came back for one more, came back for two. They did two songs at the end. I thought it was fantastic. That's why. I don't remember that. Can you imagine yeah. if, like, uh, Joseph and the Amazing Dead Clark Dreamcoat, like, Donny Osmond comes out, he's like, okay. Joseph, how <laughs> could I ever ask? It's like, yes, reprise. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. He's like, here's Ivan Maria. I don't know. And then the other, my other memorable part of this is we were sitting kind of over on the right-hand side about halfway back on the main level. And the whole row in front of us was empty. There was no people in front of us, so no one blocking any of your views. How about that? What do you guys think of no people in front of you? Isn't that the best? Oh, good things great. happen to good people, Russell. There we <laughs> go. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Speaking of good people, Matt, rolling going, how's it going with you? Uh, good. You're, you might not think I'm a good person after my rolling going. All right. I had Ooh, love it. Spicy. What I what I am deeming maybe is the worst thing that could happen to you. Oh no. Happened today. You're not doing forty-year-old uh, man medical checkups, no. are you? Did you have to no, throw away your no. fuzzy toilet this seat? Is, I would rather I would rather have the forty-year-old medical checkup. Okay. So Leo's got a good buddy at school. I was right? picturing the bidet. Leo going goes out of to a, a very nerdy school with a lot of really smart kids. So these kids are, you know, they're they're pretty they're pretty 
gifted, but they've got some, they just, they're all into weird crap, right? And I can't figure it out. <laughs> so he wants to come over and they want to play their games and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, great. Well, the parents, <laughs> the mom calls up and says, hey, we're not doing anything. Do you mind if, uh, you know, I'll just use random names. Uh, you know, do you mind if Bridget, you know, if Joe and Bridget, you know, do you mind if we come over with you, you know, and, and just hang out for a while? Oh, the parents came along on the play date. The parents came along the play date. Oh, no. And then they brought their younger kid, too. And so, you know, Eddie is a first grader. They brought their Mm. kindergartner, which was fine. But they came over at 1.30 in the afternoon. And they did not leave until 5.30. And then then you're doing the awkward thing of like, well, it's about dinner time. Are we going to order some pizza? And so the, the the guy is literally, he's saying, you know, Sarah's Sarah's out tonight, right? She's going out tonight, and so she's she's uh, she she's like, look, you know, I gotta take a shower. I, you know, we're going out, all this stuff. You know, I so you know, we gotta kind of get wrapping up. He goes, well, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, we could get pizza, and you know, so they don't get any of the hints, oh, and so no. I don't know. Oh, Do you guys no. ever had that? I mean, yes. like I I, I was like, yeah, I hate it when that happens. A lot of times, people make me go home by eight o'clock. Ugh. <laughs> what am I going to do at my own house? It's so small. Everything's no, falling happened, apart. Yeah. This happened to us on MLK Day. We we were going to invite uh, Wallace and some friends who are twins. It's like, oh, let's have the twins over for a play date. And then it turns out on the morning of, oh, hey, do you mind if both parents come too? And we're like, oh, shit. Yeah, we'll get some, you know, pastries or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, it's lunchtime. I hope everyone likes Box mac and cheese. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's terrible. I, and you, you thought you were gonna like chill while your kids played. Well, can I, can I tell you the best part about this though? Yeah. Okay. Later. Did it turn out that they do they bring a pineapple? Because I told you what that means. Socks on or socks Yeah, I told you what that means, man. If they bring a pineapple. No. They're the best wifing. part about this is was. I wasn't here for any of it. If you guys are listening, oh. it was nothing that I was there. <laughs> Sarah got stuck with these fuckers for you four hours today. What? <laughs> Nicest person in the world. I have the yep. greatest wife, guys. She called, she, she's like, look, they want to come over. Whatever. If you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. So I got the <laughs> fuck out of there. The, I got out of there. I got out of there. It was the greatest the thing. So I, like, did she call you from it? upstairs and you were downstairs and she like called you and said you have to be no, here? No, because this has been planned for a while, right? She goes, look, whatever it is, what what are you going to do? I'm like, well, I don't know. I'll go to Menards for an hour. And then yes. like the Spartans <laughs> played a basketball yeah. game today. I got to go watch basketball. Oh my you know, God, the Spartans man, played Benilde for, for an hour and a half. So... <laughs> The greatest thing about this, I didn't have to partake of the Sarah had me all the talking to the parents. Wow. She hung out with them for four such, hours. You are such I had, a coward. I had 10 minutes with them and I was ready to jump out the window after just 10 minutes with them. She was, she was literally with them from one thirty. They were trying, Sarah, she was, try, she was pushing them out the door at five. No. And I got home at five and they finally left at five 30. And so oh, no. I've got a saint for wife, Sarah. Thank I owe Sarah big time. Yep. I don't know what to say, but yep. She, she, uh, oh, wow. she looked out for me. Rob, she knew this would, was my worst name. Rob, Amazing. what would Jenny say if you pulled a stunt like that? Oh yeah. That's happened before for sure. And it, how did it go yeah. over? We had somebody stay over because they were going to a meeting about getting their head frozen after they die. Okay, which I don't really want to get into right Love now. It. What yeah, we think of we it. Okay. Do it. Yeah, no Feels reason like to do it. We should get into this. Uh, yep. it seems like the type. This was the the book idea of Aaron's other book yeah, idea. Yeah, that's where, right. where they bring it back to save baseball. Yeah. I just listened to yes. that episode. That's how pathetic yeah. my life is. I just listened to that. <laughs> um, 
No, but he was going to a meeting where he's like, listen, I'm going to get my head frozen. Okay. And there's a meeting about it. And I was like, I kind of want to go to this meeting to see what other kind of people are there. Cause I got, I was <laughs> like, I got to see who's getting their head frozen. Like if it's, right. if I go yeah. on and it's like Albert Einstein's brain in a jar and he's like talking to me, I'm like, Hey, this shit works. Obviously like we should all be doing it. Um, but so he slept over this guy who's older than Jenny and I, they ended up sleeping over cause it was late. And so I had to tell my kid, like, hey, you're not sleeping in your room. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, some guy is. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, so it is. Well, I get a text. So I go to work the next day. I get a text at, like, noon. And it just says, they're still here. And I was like, oh. I was like, mm, I'm at work. Don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's tough when people come into your house and they don't, and they're not good leavers. It's really tough. Right. You can't just do what I do at parent-teacher conferences where I just stand up. Like they'll be talking to me and I'll just stand up. And then everybody stands up and they leave. <laughs> yeah. I had one parent once not get the signal when I stood up. I was like, okay, they were talking to me about something. And I stood up and they kept talking to me. I was like, mm, okay, I don't know what my next move is. I like grab them under the arms and like kind of start forcing them toward and, the door. And these parents too, Leo just had his birthday about a, about a month ago. These are the parents who, you know, birthday parties over at five. P PSA. If, if a party says over at five, pick your kids up at 4.55, right? Oh, yeah. like you're there, get the heck out of there, right? They didn't come for a half hour after that. So their kid's just sitting there, oh, no. you know? And so, yeah, the worst people. No. So I got to just worst say- Worst people in the world. Oh. I, you know what? Worst <laughs> people in the world. I get it, actually. I, yeah. I totally get it. You're not worst wrong. people in the world. So Sarah, I, I picture Matt, you. like Sarah calling down Matt in the basement, like they're coming right now. And then Matt, like crawling out the window of his basement that I can see right behind him. He crawls out <laughs> Hold on, let me get and then he stands messages. up and he, the people are right there. He's crawled out right by the front door and he like has to dust dirt off himself. And be like, Oh, I'm, Oh, I was just checking something. I got to, oh, I'm going to go to Menards emergency. Sarah, <laughs> shit, right Sarah shit all here's over the, my fancy toilet chain. cover. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> here's the text chain. Basketball game got over about 4.30. I said, how's it going? Help me, period. Smiley face. <laughs> Just crazy, period. They are still here. I suggest... I suggested they go at five. Yeah. And I just sent back message failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> the dad said, threw up... Uh, th dad just threw out there, we can do order pizza. Wow. Blah, blah, blah. They, he hasn't stopped talking for three hours. So can you, can you thank you, Sarah, for Matt yeah. re-examining the situation? Is there a chance that this was a swinger type setup? No. I mean, <laughs> I met the guy for 10 minutes. No, like, not even close. He told you, he goes, nah, he goes, listen, don't worry about it. I definitely don't want to fuck. I was your with wife. him for 10 minutes. We talked about him, his 21 year old dead cat, him finding okay. his dead cat and how it oh. felt and how he can still, remember the feeling of touching his dead cat who'd been dead for about 12 hours. And we, we talked about this for like five minutes. So this guy, what, what, no, was the dead cat rock hard or soft? Matt, did you tell this guy about the podcast? It sounds like he would love our podcast. It sounds like <laughs> I, tell him now. I can't tell him now. No, be, no, people like that never realize that they're like that. He'd be like, Oh man, this guy, what a dumb ass, whatever story. Yeah. Whoever this story's about, I feel bad for him. What a dummy. Yeah. So thank you, Sarah. Rob, rolling going. How's it going oh. with you? Uh, listen, I it is uh it's 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 Girl Scout cookie season. Okay. Girl Scouts are out yes, delivering cookies. Is. And I was talking to a friend and she claimed, Oh yeah, I love Girl Scout cookies. And I said, Oh, what do you think about tagalongs? And she did not know what I was talking about. So I exposed her lies. What is wow. your favorite? What is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? I like the the ones Aaron just said. Whatever the coconut ones are called, yeah, those, yeah. the Samoan, those are the oh. best by far. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or the dosy dos. I like the dosy dos, like the peanut butter ones. You can just eat them like potato chips. You guys are oh, yeah. crack. Tag alongs. I know what you're talking about. Yes. People had some work. I still, I'm a, I'm a thin mints Thank in the you. freezer guy. Oh, yeah. I just, I mean, that's a good choice. Can't no, get enough of it's them. It's the only right answer. My, my mom would buy like anytime somebody buys Girl Scout cookies that aren't thin mints, I think that they're morons. Like I think that they're fucking idiots and they should be probably put in jail actually because hot, what's hot the take, point? I think the thin mints are the most overrated. Oh I, I don't, God. I don't need mint. Felt like ruining my chocolate. I just want chocolate. I don't want, I don't need mint ruining it. Oh, I love mint. Mint chocolate chip, ice cream. No, I'm, I'm working out. on disagreeing with people, but you're a fucking moron and you should be put in jail. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't think he's right. I mean, I, I, I enjoy the thin mints, but I can see how someone would want unadulterated chocolate. I get it. No, you can eat those Thin Mints. It's like loading a machine gun. You can just take that sleeve and go like. <laughs> and if you want to do some safe eating and not get the well, calories, you can just eat it with the sleeve on. Oh. You know what I mean? You just put that thing down until it touches your uvula. You're like, oh, Whoa. you're eating that thing. You get the sensation, none of the calories. It's great. What's the oh, what's no. the key to self discipline with Girl Scout cookies? So one of the one of the don't people that I work him. with, yeah, yeah. just don't. Buy it, it brings his daughter in, and I'm like, oh, I want to support. She's doing like raising money to go on trips and stuff. I'm like, so the other day she came in with the whole basket. I was like, I'll just I'll just buy the basket. I just bought the whole basket out, and then yeah. like and then I put them in, in my the drawer, and then I just throw them in the break room yep. little by little. But the problem is, if you have one slip up, you can't turn it around, right? It's yeah, it's. It's the trains off the tracks again where you can't you can't stop once I you start. Once went on a ski vacation with a bunch of people who are listening to this podcast, and I had somehow bought a case of thin mints. Now I don't know <laughs> how many boxes are in a case, but I ate the whole case on like this two-day ski vacation. I have never oh. been so sick of thin mints <laughs> in my life. It was crazy. I was hammering them. Plus, I don't get how they get to sell shit outside of grocery stores. That seems illegal to me, right? Mm, yeah, I mean, if, right. if I tried that, like bought some groceries and then sold it outside for a slightly different price, I feel like I would get in big <laughs> trouble for that. Right, what's the licensing like on this? Especially if you were handing out Magnum condoms the whole time, too. Right? Yeah, well, <laughs> the thing with a Magnum condom Magnum condoms full of Thin Mints. You can, fit a full sleeve, you, you can fit a full sleeve in there. It could be like a Thin Mint dildo that you have. Oh, God. You know what? Okay, can we do me a favor? Let's call those <laughs> sleeves, because I think I've always called them sleeves. Let's just start calling them dildos. How you know what I mean? The thin mints. Like, magnum of thin mints. How many thin mints? Of thin mints. How many thin mints did you eat? Oh, my God, I ate the whole dildo. Two magnums. I ate the whole <laughs> dildo magnums. of thin mints. Yeah, I had the whole box. Two dildos of thin mints. Yuck. Oh, God. Too much. But I literally had, like, I don't know what it was, eight boxes of thin mints in a weekend. Oh. It was, oh. It was, it was heaven, honestly. It, it was, was a box. A box has two two dildos in it, or one? <laughs> a box has two dildos of Thin Mints in it, <laughs> oh. and I ate a ton of those. And you know what? After my wedding, it was the number one greatest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the album. The music podcast. Let's talk about music. What do you guess? By the way, ah. Girl Scouts of America, if you start calling them dildos of Thin Mints, I'm going to know that you're listening to the show. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to know. All right, so don't do copyright that. that. The Fugees. They are considered to be really the first popular alternative hip-hop act, right? The one that kind of made alternative hip-hop mainstream. Aaron, how exactly would you define alternative hip-hop? Is it like hip-hop with a little more singing, kind of? Well, I was going to say, if you're going to talk about the first, I don't know. So I'm going to have all kinds of problems with this album because I've been doing nothing but listening to De La Soul since they put their stuff out on streaming. So um, I would have to say 
if alternative hip hop is a genre, De La Soul probably did it first, but I think it's kind of meant to capture the genre of like people saying quirky things. Uh, it's not, it's not just about Brigadio show or it's not just about gangster stuff. So I think it's meant to capture this kind of third area. Go ahead, Matt. I would all, I would, I would almost put a tribe called quest in the same category. I think that's a good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I, I think yeah. of them as something different than, you know, the NWAs and the, you know, some of those other, those right. are more rap groups than hip hop. You know, I think there's always yeah. a difference between rap groups and hip hop groups, but I think of a try, you know, so then it even comes into what is popular, right? Like I hadn't heard anything like this, you know, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, as a 15, 16 year old until this came out. You know, at least that was popular to me. So did it bring it to the masses more than, you know, was it like the first kind of successful one? I think maybe it brought it to the masses more than anything. To say that this was so successful is an understatement. I remember hearing these songs one bazillion times when I was growing up. Like I I knew some of these songs, every note, every word, and I never chose to put it on. I just, I also want to say, I think some of the difference too is uh, in terms of what they were sampling. So, um, Early hip hop was so much James Brown and and that era of funk. Then the West Coast got into Parliament G funk, and then East Coast with Dilla and Tribe. And then these guys, there's a lot of jazz samples. There's a lot of '70s R&B and uh, soul fusion jazz. So I think the the backbone of what the beats were was a, a different thing too. But there's Go also ahead, something about having a female vocalist, right? That that sets them apart from so many other groups. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, you know who we've listened to that's almost kind of like this is you got to think Portishead a little bit, right? Like, I don't think a lot of people are saying that, but I am. Okay. And I also quoted that we should call the Thin Mint Dildos, Matt, while you were gone. So, do you hear me mention that? No, so Rob, sometimes you mistake our silence for being critical and we're actually just thinking. I was trying to think of who came, for, who came first, who was listening to who between these guys and Portishead. I don't actually know. Aaron, can I come over to your house for a little bit later and just hang out? Just you and me. We'll <laughs> yeah, just hang come out. Over. Just come over and listen to music. <laughs> we should all do that. Uh, this is the third best-selling album of 1996. Okay. Number one. Anybody want to take a guess? Number one. We've done Bush. it. Bush. Life After Stone. Death. Maybe. Ooh, I like that one, Russell. Matt, what do you think? Mm, 1996? Yep. I, God, I don't know. I can't think. It I is. Uh, well, you ought to know because it's Alanis Morissette. Uh, is number one. Isn't that 95? Falling Into You. No, no. Come on, man. Uh, Falling Into You by Celine is number two. Um, Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt was after this. Daydream by Mariah. Mm. I mean, this is where, this was a banger, banner year for music. music. I mean, it's so good. This was a album of the year nominee. This is an album of the year, the first ever hip hop uh, album hip hop group that got nominated for album of the year, which is crazy that it was this late, and it ended up winning a Grammy Award for best rap album along with the best R and B performance by a duo or group with the vocal for "Killing Me Softly." So here's what I'm going to do, yeah. okay? Because I got it, I got it, I got it. This is this blew my mind because the idea of a R and B performance performance by a duo or group with vocals, I was like. Holy cow. This sounds like something I would love. So I'm going to put it in the chat right now. Here's a link to every winner of uh, that. And I have picked my favorite winners from duo a Grammy award for best R&B performance by a duo group with vocals. And that is tonight's second list. 
Double list night. It's a list during the about the album. Double list. This is gonna. I can't wait. Another top two list of the night. So I have gone through. This award ran from 1967 all the way up to 2011. Okay, there are some great songs. The first song that grabbed my imagination was the winner from 1969. This is the Temptations. Nice. With Cloud Nine. Oh, Cloud Nine. I love this song. And basically, this was the Temptations being like, hey, we're going to go psychedelic now. The Sly and the Family Stone is doing that. This this was Grammy, the first Grammy for Motown. Can you believe that, Aaron? This was the first one? Yep. None of those Wow. You'd win some money on bar trivia with that one. So then... If you look, they they beat out. Uh, that was after Soul Man won. They beat Ain't out. No I believe we're confusing that with Dole Man. If you remember from our best president, Dole, Dole Man. Man. <laughs> remember? Can you imagine somebody listening to that and being like, "I better vote vote for this Bob Dole guy. This song <laughs> is so good, Bob Dole." Listen, normally I disagree with Sam and Dave, but I love it here. Uh, <laughs> next up in I so then from the seventies. Oh, that was from the one I picked from the sixties. From the seventies. In 1972, the winner was Proud Mary Russell, but we've already listened to that song on a list, so we cannot listen True. to it anymore. We had Papa Was a Rolling Stone, but I know we've done that. So instead, I picked Rufus and Shaka Khan, Tell Me Something Good. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, this is a great one. You know who That's wrote this song? Stevie Wonder and oh, gave it to right. Rufus. He was like, yeah, I know I could make this a huge hit if I did it, but I'll give it to you. I don't think I don't think he would have done it this slow though. He would have done it faster. Ooh, it sounds good though. Like this, this syrupy sweets, you know, and Shaka sounds good. I, but guys, I love the R and B with vocal is my favorite kind of music. This I got to make like a Pandora station for this. This is the first song, by the way, to use one of the earliest use a talk box on the guitar. Listen. Oh right. From the good. '80s, I picked from 1987. This is Prince and the Revolution. Kiss. Top of the charts for two weeks. By the way, this video, go watch this video. Prince is sexy as hell, and there's this woman dancing next to him. It was the best video I've ever seen in my life. And then finally, to show you why this is the greatest thing ever, kind of music ever, in the 90s, okay? You you think, oh, it's Cooley High Harmony from Boys and Men. No, not the best. End of the Road from 93. The winner in 93, no. So Boys to Men won in 92. They won in 93. They won in 95 with I'll Make Love to You, okay? Oh, yes. You might think, oh, that's the best. 1996. That is the, that is the height of silk pajamas, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. for sure. God, I <laughs> I still, you know, I still want silk everything. My wife got me a silk pillowcase. As Speaking of skin routine, skincare, she got me a, a silk pillowcase. For, it feels so good on my face when I sleep. I feel like I'm sleeping in panties. It's just like, it's like, just imagine falling asleep on a pair of panties. And it's just like, oh, this is my dream. I love it. Uh, From 1997, of course, they won this with Killing Me Softly. The Fugees won with this song. 1996, Creep. But the best song to ever win, R&B group with vocals. From 1998, Black Street. Yes. So great. And then finally, as a as a participation award, I am throwing in from 1999 TLC. 
<laughs> no scrubs. <laughs> Participation work. Okay. Busta. Which forever defined what a scrub is. I mean, to think that the word scrub really didn't exist before this song. And I want to remind you, this video has them dancing inside of a space station. A space station. Doesn't make a ton of sense. When you can invent, when you can invent a new slang, you've really made it. Right? Oh, for sure. Okay. I mean, that's... Aaron, what you said is so smart, it reminds me of a uh, Thin Mint dildo. If you guys remember, we've actually talked about Blackstreet once before. It was on the Cure album where we did the best songs about getting old, and we did Grandma's Hands by Bill Withers, yes. which yes. was the song that Blackstreet sampled. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the first, they, they had an album before this one. By the way, we're still in the about the album. They had an album before yeah. this one, but it was a total bomb. And so this I one, I said on CD, Lunch It on Reality. All I wanted was to sell like 500 and be a ghetto superstar since my first album, Blunted. The cashier at the grocery store gave it to me on CD. I never saw that again. <laughs> was never able to return it. So for this album, they got total artistic control. Let's get into it. Red intro. Everybody break out. They beat my man Bob G up the other day. Cop pigs just vamping on them. Right. Come on. How I many mics? I don't love mics? the tone it sets. It's, I don't love the tone. It's, it's too dark for me. How many mics? Yeah, so how many mics do we rip on the deli? They, they put this on a mixtape, and it was the first record that anybody heard from this album, right? Now, Aaron, what, explain to me what a mixtape is in the hip-hop world. It's a way for artists to get get music out there outside of the tr- traditional label distribution forum. So I don't know exactly how they got to market, but you like back when you could go to it was all on hip Yeah, on it was all out of the back of... Trunks, you right? Know, it yeah, was not, so somebody it was, paid to get these CDs yep. printed up or cassettes, and uh, yeah, it was a cheaper way to to get some music out there. Usually, it was 10, 10 to twelve songs and yeah. ten to twelve different artists, and they're coming up. And you know, right. I think Fifty Cent, Fifty Cent. I mean, I think that's how he basically I got Easy E did that too. Percent, yeah, yeah. But yeah, 50, 50, I mean, and it, it, yeah, I mean, pretty frequently they were using other people's beats, and so it was, it was sort of black market. It wasn't stuff that was cleared by yeah. a record label. But yeah, 50, that was a big area for him to get get going. I think this is the greatest female vocal intro in a song ever. Listen it's to pretty this. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Ready or not, here yeah. I come. Yeah, if it you hear this right, you're listening to the whole song. You're not going anywhere. It sounds good. It's perfectly produced. Her voice is perfect. It's you want to know why it's perfect? Haunting and scary and spooky. Who was it mixed by? Is it Bob Power? Yeah. Bassy or Bassy Bob Rockman? Oh, Remember right. when Rob talked about the right. Billy Billy talking bass or whatever yeah, he's called? Right. Take me to the river. That was the same guy who uh, worked with Mary J. Blige, I think. It does sound great. You can you imagine walking into your cabin and the fish turns to you and goes, "Ready or not, here I come. Here I come. <laughs> I'm gonna find you." Oh. This is this is definitely a great headphone album. There's a lot of switching back and forth in the ears. The, yeah. This is a definitely amplified if you're listening to good headphones on this one. So this is before Miseducation of Lauren Hill, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine listening to this and then hearing she has an al- solo album coming out? How excited you would be? Oh man, yes. it's just be, what a great time! Zealots, lots of nerdy references. I love songs that sample this track. Right. This is a good one. I only have my own. 
He's talking about Parallax? He's fucking talking about the Green Lantern? Like, this is amazing. Well, no, Parallax, he was actually referencing... The, the way Do we it. know that distance... Okay, the way we yep. know the distance to stars, Aaron, is that we actually compare when we're on one side of the sun compared to the other. Just like if you were to open or close one eye, the things in front of you would move side to side. Well, the amount they move, if you calculate the angle, you can then calculate the distance, of course, using... Uh, so inverse, he's not talking sign. about the parallax in the Green no. Lantern books. He's talking about the actual sure? science parallax thing. Hey, well, Rob, you can better. put that. You can put that last section right next to our, our Matt Quest section when we went over the <laughs> South Minneapolis geography. I don't know. I was way into it when I was talking about it. It's so different. When I'm talking about it. Uh, next up, my favorite X Men, and this is true: the Beast. Ooh, I like that I was so disappointed when I found out Beast was played by Kelsey Grammer in the movies. I was like, are you serious? The, be the Beast is Frasier? I have to believe that Frasier is running around, like, beating up people. This is so stupid. I actually thought of Matt when I heard this one. There's definitely a, a woo-ha, woo-ha. Yeah, there is a woo-ha. It, it brought me back to Matt's list ah. a few weeks ago. This is the one chorus that my son was walking around the, the house singing. So if you can imagine how cute a kindergartner is saying, Warn that town, the beast is loose. Well, that's so interesting because nice. one of the first lyrics on that song is that Newt Gingrich could suck a good dick. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to repeat that as well. Because I think you have a lot of questions, mostly about like, who is Newt Gingrich? Why does everyone your age know who he is? And that's kind of it. Like, you can't tell me much more about Newt Gingrich. If I remember correctly, he came and spoke at St. Olaf College in the basketball gym one yeah, year. Yeah, Aaron, yep. Aaron was a big, Aaron was right there. He was, he was. All right, what do you guys think? Over under 0.5 number of dicks Newt Gingrich sucked in his life. I'm taking I'll, the over. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It'd be like, you know what it'd be like? You, what? Your jack-o'-lantern's done for Halloween. You're like, well, it's time All to right, face. So Rob's taking thing. the over. Russell, what do you got? <laughs> Just time to face fuck I, my jack-o'-lantern. No jack <laughs> Matt, over under. Uh, just to be contrarian, I'll go with under. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll have to have Miles a guest and see what he says. Uh, Fuji La. Now, this is how crazy this is. This is the first album. This is the first single off this album. Is that insane? Like, you hear this, right? And it's fine. But you think this should be out as a single over Ready or Not? I have I have a question for Aaron on this one. Yeah. I hear Wu-Tang here. Yes. You hear Wu-Tang? Yes. No, 100%. I... Uh, I, that's exactly where I was going with it is that I think they put this out first because this is where Praz is doing his Method Man impression I think I think yeah. they bit Wu-Tang really hard on a lot of this album so Russell you're 100% right I mean Russell they have like a Kung Fu type skit at some point I mean it's so yeah so yeah. Simple. which no, one came I, first Wu-Tang was first way yeah. before yeah. yeah well if these guys are doing Wu-Tang here they're doing it pretty well I enjoyed it yeah they're all and these guys these guys are all from New Jersey right I yeah, mean so right. it's not like I mean they're in the same general vicinity of but yeah where Wu-Tang grew up so totally no, I like think you're right though, Russell I think yeah. I think Fuji La is definitely indebted to Wu-Tang next I, the, that, that was my favorite song in the I, I, I'm familiar with the Fujis I know some of their songs but I'm more of a Hey, did it was it one of the three songs on my Winamp player from when yeah. I was younger? <laughs> yeah. Fuji La was the one that I didn't really know very well that I really enjoyed. That was my favorite song that I wasn't expecting to enjoy that I liked. Well, maybe maybe that was the right choice for a single then. Maybe I'm wrong. Could I be wrong? No. All right, family business. I don't know who this is. He says he's a producer, right? So is this John Forte or somebody? I don't actually know who's rapping on here. 
This is where the album gets a little bloated to me. Like this might be a skipper, especially coming right before. Oh, it's back. You would you would track this one. I would track this one. So next up, of course, is Killing Me Softly. Woo. A basic cover of the Roberta Flack song. Did you ever hear what this song was originally written about by Roberta Flack? No. It was inspired by that the writer was actually this Lieberman. They heard a song of Empty Chairs by Don McLean and said, no. oh, this is killing me softly with my finger. If I went to a Don McLean concert and he played any other song beside American Pie, I would have no idea. I'd be like, what is this? What is this? Yeah. But that's literally what this song is about, is somebody's reaction to the other Don McLean wow. song. What 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 song do you guys like better, that or Ready or Not? If you, if you could only have one on a desert island for the rest of your life, which song do you pick? I think Killing Me Softly. I, I feel like I've heard, I mean, now, I've heard Killing Me Softly by the Fugees so much in my life that mm-hmm. I'd be okay not hearing it or picking, I'd pick, you know, I'd pick the other one over that one. You're taking Ready or Not. Yeah. How about you, Aaron? You only get one. I would have to take Ready or Not because any song where Lauren Hill's singing and rapping on the same track, yeah. that's the one I would listen to over and over. But guys, I'm with you. I mean, have you ever heard anybody say one time and that you can't I don't repeat like, it? I don't like this question. I don't like having to choose. I'll be honest. I don't want to have to choose, but I would choose Ready or Not. Yeah. Oof. Aaron would be like, oh my God, I only have one song here. Well, time to go make that rope that he made in. Uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but that, well this said. is the point where though, some of these songs are such killers. Those two like really jump out. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say this camp shouldn't be higher in the list, right? If you've got two songs that are absolute crushers like that, don't you think? That's oh, the hard part about to, it, though. Is that I, I don't think the whole album I'm holds up, preview, right? Matt. That's I don't know. That's the hard thing for me. This, well, I think let's listen to the rest of this album before we start praising it too much. Wow. The score. Here we have Proz. It's, it's like the chronic the to me where it's three. like, oh, the best stuff on here is so great. And then you, when you really listen to the whole thing, you're just like, well, now they're sampling themselves. And, but we got to let Proz. This is the only Proz we're going to hear on the podcast. So is this Proz? That's, what, that's what's the Wu-Tang. He's impersonating Method Man or that's why you're Wu-Tang there? I, I think he's because he does the Method Man. He's, he does that breath thing that that meth does gotcha. like, and then to me it's that Rob, same what um, song was that who, ha, who, uh, ha, who, ha, which you guys know when I hear that all I hear in my head is who ha, oh who, give it to ha. you yes no trivia or like Ooh, cocaine straight uh, from Bolivia do, yeah uh, do, buddy, do. that was uh, <laughs> Matt that was in the middle of the album so it was kind of a mid uh, titular track it was right in the middle there. oh there you go yeah, oh, it was right mid. there Aaron next up we have a song that's Smoking <laughs> the mask. I do love their voices together. God, they sound good. This bass actually, like this bass, kind of reminds me of a space song. I would say this album has major college vibes. If you can pull it off, you got to be able to pull it off. It would be tough, I think, for me to. Be constantly playing this and pull it off. Next up, Cowboys. Is there a is there a sly sample in here? Do they sample the yodeling, or am I imagining that? I read they sampled the Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Oh shit! Okay. 
thrown off the building. Like the I also read, Aaron, maybe maybe you were mad enough something about this. I read this song started a feud with Tupac. Do you guys know anything about that? No. No, but I mean, Tupac had New Jersey roots too, because the Outlaws were from New Jersey. So, I mean, Tupac had beef with everybody at certain points in his career. Uh, next up, No Woman, No Cry. I thought this was interesting that Bob Marley has written the song, but gave the songwriting credits to a guy named Vincent Ford, who ran a soup kitchen in uh, Kingston, Jamaica. So every time this song blows up, the soup kitchen gets tons of money. I think I like this version better than the original. Does that make me a bad person? Yep. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> no, you know what this is? No, I like, you know, I like how they changed the lyrics, right? You know, to make it to, you know, fit where they came from, stuff like that. Like this, oh. Russ, this song has a better tempo. Because yeah, it's got a little more the, kick The to Bob it. Marley version is incredibly slow when you actually listen to it. It's like, it's a real dragger. It's a great song, but the it's a slow one. Next up, we have probably my favorite song on the album, Manifest Outro. No, I said nobody ever. Oh, have we heard these drums yet on this album? <laughs> All right, listen, guys, that is us listening to the score by the Fugees uh, and basically reliving my, like, uh, me being 16. I mean, that's kind of what right, it, like, totally everyone, what it yeah, is. Every, like, I never owned this one on CD because... Everyone else I knew had the CD in their car, right? Like you, you just knew somebody who had the score. It was on somewhere, wherever you went. Well, listen, we don't have t- time to talk about all these people getting in your car, Aaron. I can see Aaron <laughs> being a car person who's like, hey, do you want to hang out? Let's get in my car. And then he drives way far away. So he has to be with you for an extra hour, just like the people over at Matt's place. You know what I mean? Just to enjoy the drive. Yeah, I'm just like, we'll just drive out to Grimes or Adele or whatever. Like, I started the rating system during that stupid story, and now I have to keep it in. Perry, we can go to Perry if you want. Like, whatever. Nevada. There's all kinds of places we can go. Nevada. Listen to the score. Nevada. Maybe Vitalogy <laughs> on the way home. Oh, my God. So good. Might so even good. get the rent soundtrack if we really like vibing. Listen up, okay? Is this album, the score at 135, is this perfectly placed? Okay, now listen. It's the third best-selling album. Does it deserve to be all the way up to 135 on our list? And it makes me kind of think about, is this like Girl Scout cookies, right? Is this the uh, is this the thin mint of Girl Scout cookies? It's absolutely perfect here. You couldn't get any better. Okay, give me a couple of dildos of those thin mints. I love it. Can't I mean? Can you imagine just right now? Imagine eating one thin mint. You can't do it. It's a scientific impossibility. You have to hammer that down until you feel sick and you hate yourself. That's when you know you've eaten enough thin mints. This is perfect at one thirty-five, rolling well toned. Is this album too high up on the list? Like Samoa's, okay? Samoa's should not ever be talked about as a good cookie. People who think it's good are this, they like coconut and like raisins and cookies. Get out of here. Don't eat it. Raisins? It's There's way no too high up on the list. This about? album is a There's rolling groan. Rolling groan, okay? Just like Samoa's, we all agree it's a rolling mm. groan. Or should this album be higher up on the list, like sneaky favorite tagalongs, okay? The peanut butter cookies that everybody likes, except you buy a box and there's only like 10 in there, not nearly as many as a whole sleeve of Thin Mints, okay? That would be a rolling bone. It should have been higher up on the list. What do you think, Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown? Russell, what do you think? I'm going to say this is about a, a magnum full of lemonade Girl Scout cookies, which in my world I'll say is... I'm going to say it's a slight rolling bone. I think it should be a little higher on the list. I find it hard to believe 
we're going to hear too many albums after this that are going to have two songs that crush more than Ready or Not and Killing Me Softly. So I'm going to say because the the strong songs on the album carry it through, I'm going to say it's a slight rolling bone. I think it should be a little higher on the list. Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? I think it's rolling boned. I think it should be way higher, but I think that's absolutely has 90% to do with how old I was, where I was when this album came out and what I remember it, you know, from growing up. Yes. So, you know, is there a few that drag? Yes. Is every song that's really good in this song have a huge influence from the sample that it was taken from? Yes. It's kind of weird. You know, if you really look at the big hits, they're all huge samples or remakes, however you want to say it. Um, so yeah, I think I love this album. I still listen to this album. I listen to Lauren Hill. I don't know if you've guys heard, but I went to a Lauren Hill concert once. Uh, yep. And it was like the top three ever. I don't know if have you guys heard that. Have you heard me say that before? Mm-hmm. And so I love everything Lauren Hill. I think she's great. Um, so I think this is Rolling Boned. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Gone? And again, remember. You're trying to guess what I'm going to say. So try to be Russell funny and, funny Mac, and creative. 100% right. Uh, Lauren Hill, one of the singular talents in music history. Those moments when Lauren and Wyclef really got it right. Unbeatable. I find it hard to listen to this album now. It feels melancholy to me because I know that Lauren and Wyclef eventually had this falling out. That feels sad to me. And um, I think the highs are as high as highs get when it comes to hip hop. But I don't know if it's better than some of the things we haven't heard from Tribe or De La Soul or even The Roots. I think about The Roots, although none of those have Lauren Hill. So she's the, the X factor, if you will, in all this. But I do think it's better than some of the stuff we've, we've heard. So at the, I'm going to go, I'm going to split the difference and call it a rolling well-toned with where it's at. All right. So listen, unfortunately, you guys are incorrect because this is the first album ever just like there's three members of the group, and we remember all of their names, Lauren Hill, Wyclef, the rest, okay? <laughs> uh, I have three different ratings for this. This, first of all, is a Rolling Hayshon Elucidation, okay? Oh. I think this album, more than anything, made me understand Haiti and, like, what was going on with Haiti. And when you when Wyclef talked, you learned a lot about Haiti. Like, it was just this... I remember like learning a ton about Haiti because of the influence of this album. And it also gets a rolling phone. Okay. Because remember when uh, Haiti had a uh, giant earthquake, Haiti, uh, Wyclef set up a telethon and raised millions. Do you guys remember that? That for the the, the telethon, like music raised millions and millions of dollars, huge acts, big deal. And unfortunately it also gets a rolling deception because it turned out later that Wyclef kept Almost every dollar of that for himself and never gave it to anybody. So that's a fun way to end this review of the album and definitely not a big bummer as Rob is wont to do sometimes. Next up. (laughs) Okay, so it's unfortunate you guys didn't guess those three, which again, I wrote two weeks ago, seemed to be a very cool way to end a comedy podcast, a quote unquote comedy (laughs) podcast Uh, is a major fraud. He can't help himself. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Next up, guys, the album that has America and Britain arguing about how to spell color with or without you. It's the Joshua Tree by U2. That's pretty good. Matt's going to be back talking about, what's his name again, Matt? Who's that? The guitar player for U2. 
Oh, did Mike? <laughs> oh, better get ready. Randy, Randy, Randy something. God, I Randy Jones it. or something like that. that Leaping Randy Poffo. Ooh, Elizabeth. I ate four boxes of green Thin Mints. <laughs> I can feel it way down. Feels like it's blocking up blood vessels in my brain. Oh, baby, I better go out and drive my Jeep, see if this air clears my head at all. Why don't you come with me, Miss Elizabeth? I've got eight dildos of Thin Mints down, Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> and the cream always rises to the top. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Rob, you better you better get that diamond cutter to get the oh, yeah. macho man out of the, out of that tree. <laughs> when you said rolling phone, I thought you were going to call Aaron's roommate again. <laughs> David, David is David. David. Uh, I like how I like how our song this week was like, "Hey guys, we're going to try to do different jokes," and then literally we ended the same way as last week because I thought it was funny. Whoops.